Haley, what's the process for becoming an SLPA? Listen to this week's episode and I'll let you know. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric Speech Pals. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about the process of becoming a slip-up, a speech-language pathologist assistant. This Woo-hoo. is our, our part two. Part two. So if you're interested on how to become an SLPA, check out our part one. SLP. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> SLP. <laughs> check out part one. Yes. And then now we're talking about how to become a slip up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all of our resources for both of these are coming from ASHA. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you really need more details about it, please go to the ASHA website. They have them all. I literally have up right now a step-by-step guide of how to become a slip up from asha mm-hmm. so i'm just going to be going over the bullet points for it um but first off you need to have a degree so you need to have a two-year degree it can be an associate's degree or a certificate program or a bachelor's degree oh, excuse me a bachelor's degree <laughs> voice cut out um <laughs> and the bachelor's degree has to be in communication sciences and disorders or speech sciences um any of those fields that we've mentioned before, um, but it has to be two years mm-hmm. minimum. Um, and then you have to complete this cor- this coursework from your region or nationally accredited like college or institution. So some schools will have it like tacked on to their program, their undergrad program. Some, like me, I had to go to another program because I already had the undergrad. So I just went to this slip like a slip a field work program. Um, or some just have it like as a slipper, you could just take it as its own degree ish kind of, um, they define it as, um, a completion of coursework from a regionally or nationally accredited college institution. And in these areas, so you have to have an introduction course in communication disorders, phonetics, speech sound disorders, language, um, development, language disorders, anatomy, physiology, a speech and hearing mechanic mechanisms, (laughs) excuse me, um, those are not – you need more to become an SLP. You have yes. to have more of those courses. These are just – I guess they just want those ones to become a slip I think there can be more courses. I mean, maybe it's – Well, these the ones are the ones that you're in your program. I'll, okay. I'll explain. So, okay. That was just before. That was just before. That's okay. what you have to have to go into a slip program. So depending on your thing, you can either go to a straight slip program or you can go to a slip field fieldwork program. So I already had all those courses, so I didn't need to take them again. I essentially just needed the hours. So to become a SLPA, part of it is you have to have 100 hours, and it has to be 80 direct hours and 20 indirect hours. So 80 hours of, like, face-to-face content with a client and then 20 hours of doing paperwork, um, notes, all that type of stuff. And then you, you mark them out throughout the process, and it has to go through a school program. If you did not have... If you do not have those courses in undergrad, then you would go to a slip of program or where you would take those courses that I mentioned. Um, but both at the end, no matter what, they take these courses to become a slip So you have to take one hour course in ethics, um, one hour course in universal safety precautions, and a one hour course in patient client student confi- confidentiality training course. So um, if you're in a slip of program, they'll already implement that for you. In the fieldwork program, they just basically gave us like links to go watch these programs kind of if you got your cpr certification type thing okay was it extra did you have to pay extra? yeah you have to pay i had to pay for the field work program but I, did you have to pay extra for those classes or did it include it it, inc- it was included okay. 
Um, so you have to complete those, um, and you have to complete them in no more than, like, you can't take more than two years to complete those. Um, so you need those, and then you can go and get the hours. So after you've completed that, then you can go to your supervised clinical experience. So like I said, 80 hours of direct, 20 hours of indirect, has to be under an ASHA certified um, SLP. And they basically, they'll be with you the entire time. They kind of just walk you through it. And then throughout like each week, you had like a check-in from the school. It'd be like this week, you have to write a paper of like how you're going to conduct session. Like here's your client. Here's like how I'm going to do session. I can't think of the name and stuff like that and then your supervisor will sign off that you did that and she saw it and you'll do that throughout the process and I think um depending on how it is but um they say this is like up can take up to nine months um but this only my program was only six months so it just depends on the program um and And that's probably dependent on how many uh, kind of like what we were saying in the first one for your clinical fellowship Mm mm-hmm like how many clients you see, right? So mm-hmm. that's why it could probably take longer. Yeah. Because you need those direct hours. Yes. They wouldn't let me, they wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to just like knock them out in two weeks. And it could be that sometimes the SLP has a more difficult client mm-hmm. or a client whose parent says they don't want um, somebody in training. Like sometimes in grad school, when you're trying to do that too, they'll say, no, I don't want a grad student. So then it has to be the SLP who sees them. So then you can't count that hour. So I guess that also is a variable um, as far as getting those hours is like, is the parent okay with that? Can you yes. get those hours? A lot of times too, it's like, well, you have to be okay with it. Like, I'm sorry, but we're yeah. a training yeah, facility. Yeah, so, so sometimes it, that doesn't even matter, but. Yes. I, I misspoke. You have five years to do that. Oh, okay. To finish it. You, your SLP has to have been working as it has to have at least nine months of being a full-time clinic like full-time credentialed clinical experience as long as i was thinking yeah so um yeah so they have to have graduated grad school and they have to have at least nine months of so i'm guessing they mean they can't they're not a cf Mm -hmm. so your cf can't be your supervisor i'm assuming that's what that means um but you have five years to complete the hours sorry um but melissa's right you know you don't know it could be harder to get those hours depending on what is the caseload could be a global pandemic. <laughs> and you don't really get to choose, do you? Because your program chooses those for you? No. No. Oh, you choose that on your own? Yeah. So I had to go and find a clinic for myself. Oh. So the school I went to um, was Loma Linda University, and they had the slip of field work hours, field work program. And I had to go and find someone who would be willing to supervise me. So I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Because in the clinic I work in now, a girl just came in asking if she could do her hours for SLIPA certification at that clinic. Mm. And the school will give you paperwork to, like, give to the clinic, but you have to find it on your own. And do they don't pay you, do they? No, it's yeah, all, unpaid. all unpaid. Good question, yeah. All of this is unpaid. So just essentially think of it as, like, six months of school. But I didn't really do school. And but. you kind of take over our caseload. Yeah, I did. Because I remember, I mean, even in grad school, obviously it's like – you the grad students are doing their caseload essentially. I mean, like I said, there's there's parents here and there who don't want that or mm-hmm. if you're working with adults, sometimes they don't want that and they have a right to request that depending on, again, if if it's a training facility, mm-hmm. you know, you know you're entering this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Yes. So, yeah. So it was like a build up. Like I didn't really talk to parents. Like I would do therapy, but I didn't like talk to the parents. Like yeah. the SLP would relay what we did and then she'd be like, okay, do you want to try telling parents what we did today? Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, hi, like 
my name's Haley. I'm in a school to become yeah. a slipper. Speech, and then this is what we did today. Yeah. Always introduce yourself um, to parents, but mm-hmm. that's what I did. So after you complete that, you do have to take a test. Um, I don't really know what the test is called, um, but it says they must pass the national examination created by ASHA and approved by the CFCC. Yeah, the CSLP national examination. Yeah, so well, so this is new. I should just put out you can get one C in front of your slipper. Huh. I don't have that. I don't. I think I can apply for it, but it's new in the last year or two. Just to say that you're certified. Maybe I'm not really sure. I did truthfully, I didn't read the full article, but hmm. um, it's cool. You get a C. I know that's what we're all working for. I want those C's. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so you take that and you have to take that within one year of completing the hours. Um, and then if you don't pass it, you can take it two more times um, within that year and you have to pay for the test. Um, but similar to the practice that you have to take for an SLP, you have to take one for a slip up. But I don't even remember. I honestly don't even remember taking the test. So, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, I okay. think it was. I think it's more like they scare you if you don't pass, you know. Like yeah. You only get one more try or two yeah, more yeah. tries. Um, and then you have to take, you have to abide the, the code of conduct. Um, and then just like, um, you, just like an SLP, you also have to do continuing ed. So I think I have to do like 22 hours of continuing Yeah, I don't think it's much less. It's not much less. And I don't. And you do it for the state, not for ASHA, right? Or do you do both? Oh, I think it's the state. Because we have to have 24 in two years. Yeah, I don't think I have to for Asha. Okay. But Asha says that, um, okay, so for Asha, they have to do every three years. They have to do a professional development for if you have a CSLPA at the end of their three year to, to keep it. The maintenance. Yeah, they're calling it maintenance of certification. It's interesting that they would call it a MOCA because... There's an adult test called the MOCA. Oh, is there? Yeah. So it's interesting. Well, so you have to do that for three years. And then I think your state has a specific continuing education. So California is like 22 hours or something. I think it's every year, though. No. I think – no, because um, SLPs is 24 every two. Because every year to do 22 is kind of a lot. Okay. Maybe it's every two. I think it is because I I remember looking it up. Um, I can't find it, so yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm pretty then sure again, I'm not looking at California. I'm pretty sure it's every two. Yeah. Um. So this is just the standard ASHA requirements to become a SLIPA. There are specific state requirements for every state. So look into what your state requires um, when going through this program, because mm-hmm. California is a special state, so they require different things like the hours. Um, I had to. I think apply to some, like another, like same with SLP, you have to apply to California for your licensing. California is just really special in general. I don't think a lot of states require as much as California does, but please look it into it to make sure and double check. You can always ask the program that you are trying to apply to um, mm-hmm. if there's anything specific that is needed, but that this is just what um, ASHA defines as to become a slip. And typically your like either your field work program or your ASHA program, or sorry, SLPA program, I'm assuming, will have you, like will lead these steps for you. So yeah, they totally they'll did. guide you through it. So it's not like 
you know, don't be too stressed about like, oh my gosh, are they not going to include this? Are they not going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, usually they kind of walk you through all this process mm-hmm. and the signing of paperwork mm-hmm. and all these things. So it's less stressful on you because they're, they're helping you. Yep. Um, and then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm ready. I can get a job. Yep, exactly. Um, so um, yeah, she's totally right. Most of the school walked me through all of the process. It was just the initial part of getting in. So I would say if you graduated an undergrad degree of CDS or whatever it is. Communications disorder. Mm-hmm. Any of those. Disorders. Then I would just Google, like if you're in California, California SLIPA fieldwork programs. Um, try that. If you didn't, um, just look up schools for SLIPA, like SLIPA programs. And then the schools will come up in your state. And then it's just like applying to any other school. I don't really think it's as competitive. I literally think it's more of like first come, first serve. Okay. Um, and I think you, and as far as getting into the school, or sorry, the clinic, it's kind of just cold calling, cold walking in. Yeah. Cold, okay. Just like getting a regular job. Yeah. I just emailed a bunch of clinics and I was like, there was a lot of people. I didn't know a lot of people on SLP. I just knew like one or two. And I was, and I just said, hey, where do you work? And then do you think I can email? Who can I email about? maybe doing field work hours there. And if you want to get a head start, maybe you can try emailing about a job shadow or an observation so that they already are familiar with you and they might choose you over another applicant mm-hmm. because it sounds like you have to kind of earn your way mm-hmm. in there. Um, or at least they can recommend you to a different place that they maybe know is looking for a SLPA. Yes. And also you can't just go and get the hours by yourself. I thought that you could because I already had the undergrad. So I was like, oh, I'll just shadow and get the eight hours. The SLP will sign off on it, and I'll just submit it and take the exam. You can't do that. You have to go through a program. Then again, this is all relative to California, but I'm pretty sure it's probably Similar. the standard for every state. Um, so those are just the steps. It's a really, I mean, it's just as close as to being an SLP without being an SLP. Some people love doing it because you don't have to do any of the paperwork. Some people just want to be a SLPA. I think that's awesome too. Um, you don't do evals, so some people don't like evals. Mm-hmm. If this is something for you, obviously the pay is less, but I don't know everyone's financial needs. So yeah, pays less, and I think you just can't be an independent SLP like you will always need a supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again doesn't matter to some people, and some people like it. Yeah, so that's exactly. for you. Hopefully, this was helpful. Um, but reach out if you have any more questions. Yeah, comment below. If not, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. If you are ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we used. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.